Again to the Heavy Shell Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Richards, and with me, as always, I have Luca. Hey. And Moose. Hello. And this week has been a bit of an interesting week in game. We're getting some news here and there, some upcoming titles we've been waiting for a while, Last of Us Part Two. And uh we've also seen some new kind of indie gems, if you will. And we're gonna get into those a little bit later. But before we do, what have you guys been playing? this week well uh earlier today i started playing a pretty interesting game called uh everything so i've I've been playing everything uh for those of you who don't know it's a uh, free on epic game launcher right now um along with i think one of the metro games uh the original i believe but you know i'm like i'm, I'm like hey you know i he's gonna ask me what i've been playing you know i should play something kind of interesting and i was like oh hey there's a game so i launch it you start as this like little dot in a void right and by the way this is one of the weirdest games i've ever played Sort of little dot as a, a little dot in a void who's like having like an existential crisis at the beginning of the game, and then almost immediately after it's like how far do I have to go in this void? Blah blah blah. You become a a goat, right? Who doesn't walk? Wait, do do, do you have a question? We're quick here. I'll ask later. I'll ask later. Go ahead. Okay. So I feel again, like we've let we've made a leap from dot to goat. Something has gone wrong there, evolution no. wise. But like, go on. No, that's it. that's just how the game works. Um, so understandable. You, become, you become a goat, and this is like a little indie game. You know, the graphics aren't anything too impressive, but you know, it's mm-hmm. it's got its style. And I'm like, okay, I'm a goat, yep. and I'm like, man, something about this looks familiar. The goat proceeds to roll forward when I hit WASD. Right? It, the, mm-hmm. There's no walk cycle for this goat. It rolls. And I'm like, yes, I have seen this game, but that's all I know is that I saw it on Twitter or something, right? And I start getting these like cryptic like clues and messages, you know, and it, it's explaining little by little how you play the game, and like it's telling me like, oh, you have to sing, and then other things will respond. Which by sing it means like, you know, make uh, goat noises or sheep noises. I think it's technically a sheep, but it looks like a goat. Eh, whatever. Uh-huh. The point is, it it isn't that important because you're not a goat for very long. You start like becoming other things because the game's like you know. Right now, you can only see from a... And keep in mind, these are... Sorry, I'm going a million miles an hour because this game is insane, right? Yeah, you you said in our Discord that you were having a surreal experience. Yes, like, it is It is surreal. Like, I... Ooh. It, so, I'm Is a it a game that all people should try just to experience it? Or is this something that just hits the notes for you in particular? That's... I, I could kind of better explain that in a minute, right? So mm-hmm. plants are the thing that, that tells you what to do in this game. So I'm um, the game's explaining you know, what to do and stuff, and you start becoming like other things, like descending down levels, right? And so first I'm a goat, then I'm like some grass, and then I become like a grain of sand, and I work my way down until I'm like a, a little bacteria, and I have this little flagellum, right? For those of you who don't know, it's like a weird wiggly thing that some bacteria use to move around, and I'm just wiggling around, <laughs> and and I. I see a new icon on one of the objects around me, and I'm like, oh, what's this, right? And at this point, I'm wondering, like, what drugs were these people on when they made this game? Like, what, what is it? Like, it, it's, like, it is, again, surreal, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm, I'm almost giving up on this game, because I'm like, I mean, it's, I, I'm like, it's like some weird art piece. I don't understand, like, what, what, you know? I, see this I can't game. tell you how many of those weird art piece games I've, started i'm like i don't this is this a waste of my time yeah but they always end up paying off in the end for me at least i'm at this point where i'm like i might just stop playing now right might find something else to play for a little bit i see a new icon i'm like okay i'll you know like it's not the tutorial icon it's not like the plants having suicidal thoughts icon uh play play the game if you want to know what i mean by that um and and it's new icons little circle i click on it it starts playing audio and i recognize this voice and i'm like wait a minute is that Alan Watts? And it was. And immediately I was like, oh, that explains this entire game. I know exactly what struggle they were on. It was Alan Watts. Done. Um, for those of you... And so, for, okay, I was about to say, for those who don't know who Alan Watts is... Yeah. He's a, um, a British philosopher who uh, sort of... I think the way it says on Wikipedia, because I cannot find a better way of describing him. He took a lot of, like, Eastern ideas, like uh, Zen Buddhism and, and Hinduism and some other stuff, and interpreted them and then sort of, like presented them to a western audience right mm-hmm. and so you know 
if you've ever like just had a day where you're like, man, I'm just really in the mood for someone to just fundamentally deconstruct the way that I literally think about everything and then tell me cats don't exist, right? This is your guy. This is your boy, right? You want to go yeah. listen to Alan Watts. Um, Would you say it's Alan Watts, the video game? Yes. Yes. And, and it doesn't just stop there. The more you go through this game, and by the way, you can be like almost anything in this game. You can be like a grain of sand or a nebula or like a different types of galaxies or like, you know, little planets. And so it's a weird game, right? But, you know, as you move through the game, you encounter more of his clips, uh, like audio clips, because he, he gave a lot of uh, oration. He didn't, I don't know if he wrote very much, but there's a lot of recording of him. And as far as I can tell, this is just a game made by a developer who was really into Watts. And it's almost like, is this like a really over the top audiobook? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like a really trippy audiobook love letter to Alan Watts and his really, shall we say, interesting philosophy. Um, and I personally, I, like, like I said, I recognize the voice immediately. I have listened to a good bit of Watts. I find him very interesting. So I really like this game. Right, as far as like indie games go, this is like one of my new favorites, just because like some mad lad decided to make this, right? And you know, like if you're interested in that kind of thing, I legit would say it's worth checking out, and it's free right now on Epic. So, uh, you know, it, unless you have some deep seated moral obligation or uh, not, uh, I meant objection to uh to Epic, you know, and you're just yeah. a big Steam fanboy, check it out, man. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty neat. Yeah, I like Alan Watts, so I'll have to check the game out. Um. I'm not trying to gatekeep on what is a game or not, but what are some of the <laughs> objectives? Like, what are some of the buttons to push? Like, how what is it just literally one button, like push play to hear audio or something? Or like, what? No. Um, you can move through the world pretty much in any direction almost infinitely. So, exploration, discovery, decision-based like what are the I've, obstacles i've never played anything like it like really early in the game the game tells you like any direction you want to go that's fine right mm -hmm. and like it is really true you can you can go like micro you can go macro and I, I haven't finished this game yet and like the further i get into it the more like just really odd stuff you can do right um but you know you can like go infinitely in any direction the world just sort of loops it's 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 a game like less about obstacles and puzzle solving and combat and just more about like just the experience of it almost <laughs> like it it's I swear I thought thought you were going to say just life. Yes, kind of sort of maybe. I or you could say <laughs> it's about everything. Oh goodness. Quite literally, yes. Uh, you know, hence the title. Uh would would you consider it more of a game or less of a game than a visual novel? Well, it doesn't seem to have a story as such, but games don't necessarily need that, and it has more gameplay than a visual novel, so I'm going to go with them. Would you call it okay. the Dark Souls of visual novels? <laughs> no, I, I would not call it that. Did that analogy make you angry? Not angry. I thought it was funny. Yeah, I, it was. It was amusing. <laughs> um, I'm trying to work work my segue in here because um, just before the podcast, we've been trying to figure out a way to stop saying Dark Souls this and that. Some people are saying Souls like, and I I don't even think we should be picking up that moniker. Like you're not going to start calling all Battle Royale games like um, Fortnite like Fortnite like yeah. Or anything like that. And to, to highlight another issue with that, when it came to roguelike, there had to be an actual convention to decide what qualities a game needed to be roguelike. And I, uh -huh. I really don't want to know who gets to decide what isn't isn't Dark Souls like because that is just going to be an endless like, just fight between a thousand neckbeards, you know? Yeah. So the council would decide. Your so so just to preface this, I'm gonna be saying. Dark Souls like or Souls like during this um, podcast. I don't like it though. I'm not happy about it, but I got to just to describe the stuff. We'll get back to you when we have a better name for it. Um, but I've been playing The Surge, not The Surge 2, which just came out, which I've heard some good things. Um, so I hope that IP keeps going strong because 
I have some mixed feelings about what I'm playing with the search. It's, essentially, it is a sci-fi Dark Souls. Uh, I don't want to spoil too much. Um, very tight gameplay, though. It, like I thought it was like an indie game. It's definitely not, definitely not indie efforts. In is any it? Way. Is it like, like double A title? Yeah. I, I I wouldn't even say double A title. More like an ambitious triple A, like right out the gate. And I okay. don't know if it's because it seems like the game has so much because it took me so long to beat it. Like I grinded on this game so hard that when I beat it and went to New Game Plus, New Game Plus is supposed to be all that much harder, right? But I leveled up so much the first time around that I'm already squashing it in like New Game Plus. Yeah. Because I had to learn the maps over and over. Like map design, crazy. I don't want to say horrible because it could be me just being bad, but like, oh dear God, it comes to a point design wise where did you just not have it in the time budget to give us a map system? Or is this going to be the, the difficult element of the game? Is that it's more <laughs> of like a Dark Souls of navigation. Okay, so when you say, like, map system, do you mean, like, a, a little, like, you know, you can press M and see the map? Like, is there just nothing like that? There's nothing like that at all. Do you at least have a compass? No, there's oh, nothing. Oh, oh. Literally, you have to just memorize. Like, How big in are a good the maps? way, though, my brain has rewired. They're as big as any other game map. Some maps are, like, humongous in that. I mean, it's hard to scale it, but they're huge. They're entire factories. Mm-hmm. And uh, I could feel new connections, new synapses in my brain firing just from trying to learn this friggin' map system it, it just, in this game. It, 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 but like, to oh, give them credit, like the fighting and stuff was fun enough that it made me keep going. And uh, I have to give them credit with, with that. So I figured some of you might like to play a sci-fi Dark Souls because I know I've played Dark Souls games and I haven't wanted to finish them. This game was the first one I wanted to finish. They could do better things with a. Uh, I think yeah, the biggest thing is uh, navigation, but it's one of the the reason why I'm bringing it up is that seeing that search too is going so strong. You don't want to be that guy like me that's like just now getting into The Witcher, like at The Witcher Three kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Go ahead and get in on the ground level. The Surge, it is worth it, especially if you like that game genre. And the Surge 2 I'm hearing is even better. But just fair warning, the Dark Souls element is actually the navigation side of it. Um, they have a lot of the same mecha- uh, mechanics and stuff of that what you would call a Dark Souls game. But uh, it's not as it's not as brutal on like every single interaction like you can figure it out real fast so just like minimal effort of you thinking ahead when you get into a fight you'll be fine and you'll have a good time but it's definitely worth checking out so that's what i've been playing um you guys check it out for sure moose what are you been playing yes all right two things two things uh i've been playing dota and i've been playing totally accurate battle simulator Oh god, is that the one? There we go. It, there's the, there's the two. Wait, is the totally accurate battle sim the one where you like put down a bunch of like red and blue guys? Like okay, Yeah. Okay. I know. What you're yeah, talking. uh it's it's a game where somebody went, "Hey, you know what would be fun? A totally accurate battle simulator, but not actually." I I think I I want to say pretty confidently. It was the first the first game to kind of I think it was the first game of the genre because very very shortly after it started gaining traction, I, I had played it in, I think 2016 was when like the open alpha came out or something like that or open beta or something like that. Anyway, pretty soon after, you had a whole bunch of people doing other games um, very similar to it, but without the charm. It's basically, you have points, you place troops, you press play, you watch them go. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun because... There, there isn't very much gameplay to it. You can take control of the troops, um, and I guess in that sense you could build challenges for yourself. Um, and it is still in early access, uh, but really you're just watching the battle take place. Um, and despite how simplistic that is, oh my goodness, you get so invested into these these battles. You're sitting there, you know, 
watching your line of musketeers open fire on a charging wave of halflings and you're just like screaming and jumping up and down shoot him come on come on and they i mean if if you look up totally accurate battle simulator and you just go to images right you will you will see that this is not the sort of game that you would think would evoke that response um but it's a lot of fun it's very relaxing too and that's what I, that's what i really needed um to contrast me playing dota 2 again <laughs> um because a lot of the games that i play are just really intense really brutal and it's nice to be able to play a game where even when you lose it's like ah last time i played i Dota, just I un- uninstalled as requested i i heard i heard no um, never going back and i don't blame them i uh, i, I remember, i'm sorry <laughs> yeah i was playing with him right i remember playing dota 2 with like a friend of mine when i was i i don't remember how old it was but i was decently young you know you know um not like single digits but you know and I remember, like, at the time, there being a really steep learning curve, but I had, like, someone to, like, kind of show me the ropes, right? I remembered literally none of that. We go in, right? And, uh, it, you know, just, just the most shameful experience of my life. I, it, it did not Yeah, turn well, out it was well. really, it did not turn out. Really convenient timing for me, because I, just before you guys played that round, right? I get in, I start playing Dota again. I'm like, oh, dude, I, I know more about how to play this game. This is my, this, this was my third attempt to learn Dota, right? And each attempt, I, I, I understand the game a little bit better. And, I, and I'm like, man, West and Luca, they should totally join me. And, and then you guys play break. without me and lose so bad you uninstall and never want to play again. We you know? broke like, a man's holy spirits. Crap. We can hear it in his voice. Like, he was a broken man. He was having a good day before we got there, and then we got there, and he was a changed man. Like, That's how it, bad we were. I could, I could hear his sort of, like, transfer from, like, initial anger because these noobs were ruining his game and then just sort of, like, sympathy. You know, okay, they're, they're new. They don't know what they're doing, you know, and we couldn't find, like, a match against bots or whatever. Like, we tried to find an easier thing and we just couldn't, like, get a server, right? Uh, so we started playing one of the real games and he kind of was able to, like, accept that. And, you, you it, like, it moved from, like, rage to, like, understanding to, like, acceptance of just, like, this is life now. All five stages this, of grief. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and then yeah. like I was actually apologizing in the chat. I was like, please let me explain. Here's what happened. We were in the lobby. Things weren't clicking right, so we clicked here. We weren't supposed to be here. I'm so sorry. Like, like I had stumbled into someone's house or something like that. It's like, well, I'm sorry, sorry. We d- don't mean to disturb you, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a mess. Yeah. Um, well, I won my two games last night, and I'm happy. It was oh, good. Good so, for uh, you. Well, as I was yeah, saying, they're gonna patch go. that out. They're gonna figure out what happened. <laughs> What was the flaw that allowed yeah. such a thing? And that's going to be a change game. It's been my Impossible. experience with Dota Underlords, at least. Mm-hmm. So, um, not really a smooth segue. Goose Game. Goose Game. Untitled what rhymes Goose with Moose? Um, that is a, I guess, an indie darling, you could say, that's come out recently that has captured the hearts and minds of gamers. Yeah. I think I may have gone over the top of that. I know it's captured the hearts and minds of YouTubers, Ergo, yeah. everyone else then. PewDiePie and Video Game Donkey, that's pretty much all you need right there. And uh, you, you got all the coverage. So it is a cute little stealth puzzler game where you play as a goose. And no. You know, like this, In a goose game? No way. And uh, you have this little to-do list of mischief. And um, you have different ways you can kind of approach the puzzles and how you solve and everything. It's been pretty humorous. Basically, uh, watching other people play it. Have either of you played it yet? No, I have. I have watched people play it, but I have not played it myself. It, it seems to be. Yeah, I, it seems to be one of those games that, like, once you've seen a YouTuber play it or whatever, it it, it doesn't like inspire yeah. me to. You know, like I've seen the puzzle worked out. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I I've agree. seen a puzzle or two. I know I'm going to try it out. Just you know, trying to make it my job. But um, it did make me think that. Have, is there really a game you can think of where if you get to play as an animal, that game isn't successful? Oh, goodness. I mean, when you think about it, any game you get to play as an animal, people give it way more of a shot. The thing is, one of the things I've noticed about games where you play as animals is they tend to kind of be silly, right? Or have like a... Mm-hmm. It's never like... Silly. There, there's Related to fun. 
Yeah, you know, like I mean, closely related to games. So, like, I mean, it makes the sense. first one I remember. Well, no, no, when I say like silly, I mean like they're not like serious, gritty, story-driven games. They're just sort of like they tend to be more lighthearted, you know. Like, in the, yeah, we're not talking Pride of Baghdad. We're talking well. The first one I can think of was Goat Simulator or whatever that cat book was. Goat Simulator was the first sort of like animal, like Ooh. silly game I remember getting big. What a beautiful game! Oh yeah, no, uh, fantastic, best game uh, ever made. Zero bucks. That's that's true. That's it true. won every award. That <laughs> yeah. <year. laughs> um, I'm try- I'm trying to think of other games where you can play as an animal. Uh, there was so, that Badger Sim. Oh, sorry, you were saying something else. Well, I think there was uh, the first tree. There was um. Oh man, I should have had a list of animal games ready. Song the Hedgehog. Uh, there's that. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going for the low hand fruit. Donkey <laughs> Kong. You. Um, Yoshi. I I think no, um, I think there's a pretty severe difference between a game where you're playing as an animal yeah, yeah, yeah. and a game where you're playing as a quote unquote. Th- this is animal. me trying to buy time. Um, well, I, I, I don't can, think Banjo Kazooie, for instance, one, is an animal. There was one that um, Frogger. Um, uh, there was one that had it. Uh, it's it's a, it's like a Japanese game, or it's a dog. It's like a white and red dog. You guys know what game I'm talking about? No, I have no idea. My point is, is that a lot of these games, at least as far as I've seen, I've never really heard bad things about them. I think there was that one game. It was like Bear Simulator that PewDiePie yeah. laid into. Yeah. But that's it. Um, my thing is, if uh, if the key to making a game more fun or just accessible is putting an animal as the main character what game or genre would you flip on a tech because the first thing i think of is like battle royale but animals Ooh. so instead like, of I mean, picking up guns it's like evolution points yeah like, mutate. like like well <laughs> you could mutate well not not too much because then that's the game evolved but like i'm thinking at best like you know not too far off monkeys in battle royale Mm-hmm. What would that look like? That that would actually be really or, cool. Like if you a had, Dark Souls game, but with an animal, what kind of animal? The, the thing is, one one point. Like, I do are you going to be a squirrel that just picks up a knife in the woods, and now you got to fight your way out the forest? Dark Souls Ooh, it's mouse guard. Hmm? Yeah. Okay. For real though, for for those of you who know what mouse guard is, a mouse guard Dark Souls game actually sounds completely awesome. Oh, what is mouse guard? What? It, it it was a graphic novel series from about ten years ago. At, at least, um, where everybody's mice, but it, but it had it had some qualities that would translate very well in Dark Souls mouse Obama? because they're literally there mice was... with like swords and stuff like that. And when you're fighting a snake, it doesn't have to be a big snake to be big to a mouse. Yeah, yo, I kind of cool. I kind of want a Dark Souls mouse game now. Um, I was thinking. Squirrel wait, wait, wait. At there, first. there was there was a game that came out. There was a game recently came that came out, out that, that featured um, mouses. Mice. Yeah, yeah. Mice. You were like sneaking around as little mice and you were dodging the rats because apparently rats are bad mice. Yeah. I, and I that's just, not true. I just can't remember what kind of... They're all chill. How in-depth the mechanics were on that one. Um, I, I Probably not Dark Souls-like A foresty... Uh, yeah, probably not. But a foresty Dark Souls, like, I would like that. Mm. Um, yeah, finally get away from the gothic theme. That's yeah, not that tired be, yeah, at all. Yeah. But one thing um, I want to point out is that with these games that have been very successful, these animal-based games, they've all targeted streamers, right? Or and maybe not all of them, but all the ones in like recent memory that I can think of, they're all sort of marketed towards streamers. You know, they have like the cutesy animal to put in the the thumbnail, and that seems to be like where they become popular and where they make their sales. You know, well, I mean, um, just with a title like "Untitled Goose Game," like that yeah. was a given. It well, was yeah, exactly. Be, that, that's YouTube gold. Exactly right, um, and. So the thing about it is that I, I think it's more that finding that sort of appeal, that niche in the market of like something lighthearted for them to play over and, you know, like a cutesy animal uh, protagonist and everything. That I don't think you can necessarily transfer over into every uh, sort of other video game, right? I think but, you can, though. Well, I don't know. Like, try can it. you imagine? <laughs> just, just, just try it for a second. Well, 
but the thing is, I think there's other sort of virtues to having animal, possibilities. animal protagonists, though, because you're talking about like the the ape like battle royale. And can you imagine like something set in a forest, you know, or whatever, where you're playing as apes and you like it was a battle royale, but you could like climb trees and swing from vines, so, like higher mobility almost, you mm-hmm. know, like that would be really cool. And then you have like the whole like mouse Dark Souls, and you could have it set in a forest, or you could have it set like, you know, in like the little like. You know, there are all the movies and stuff where there's, like, the animal world and, you know, like, the mouse will have, like, you know, a home in between the walls and stuff. You could have it set in, like, that kind of world, you know? And that'd be really mm-hmm. interesting, too. You know, like, there's different ways that you could play off having the animal protagonist. You know, you could, it could be their physical abilities or an aesthetic or, you know, the fact that they're just cute and you can play it off YouTube, you know? Now, now if I can comment on the, on the, uh, the viability of this for a little bit, uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be animals, I don't think. Uh, just just a nostalgia trip, just, just in a minor way here. There was a there was an early two thousands free to play game, Tremulous, where it was humans versus aliens, in almost like a TF two sort of sense, I guess. It was it was simultaneous attack defend. Okay, you had a base. I, I hear you when you say and, humans versus aliens, but bring the animals back in. Dogs versus well, that, aliens. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, I was going to talk about, because Tremulous, you, you had these different kinds of aliens that you would play, and they would all have different abilities, and it worked very well for a combat game. Um, and you see the same thing with, um, uh, what was that game? Uh, dinosaurs. Dinosaurs attacking humans. There was one that came out. And you play as different dinosaurs, and the dinosaurs have different abilities. So I, I, I think that, you you might be right in the idea that you can have like a, an animal in any kind of game because if you have an animal rhythm game, oh my goodness, that would be so cute. You know, like Dance Dance Ever Dance Dance Revolution or whatever, but you're playing like a, a dog. Well, just think of like any a little dog dancing. Any oh dog RPG, you got classes for days. Just there's because a, there's, there's a the different cat dog RPG. Breeds. There's there's a cat RPG. I think it's called Cat RPG. Uh. Our writer, Sarah Holes, did a review for it. Heavyshelf.com. Whoa, well, look at that. I, I know there's Cat Quest. Yeah, that's what I'm talking okay, about. Okay, I got you. Because um, Cat Quest but 2 you just came out. Um, did it really? I believe so. Yes. Pretty oh. sure it did. Um, I'm trying to think of all the dog classes. and Like, what would a Labrador's skill be versus, like, a Chihuahua? Yeah. The Chihuahua well, like, has a high intimidation score and nothing. Dalmatians else. could have like resistance to fire because you know, like uh, firefighter dogs and stuff, and then like uh, like <laughs> the big the mastiffs or whatever the ones like stereotypically carry like the the spirits. Saint Bernard. Yeah, the Saint Bernards could have like resistance to like ice or whatever. You know, like uh, Chihuahuas <laughs> so, could be like. Well, I was gonna say they could be stealthy, but then they're loud little things, aren't they? Yeah, man. So I would like to see. A forest battle royale. No, no. Forest Dark Souls. Like forest wood, woodland animals. There you go. A woodland animals uh-huh. Dark Souls with either a mouse or a squirrel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a, a small rodent would be the Because just, I mean, dude, just imagine some of those boss battles. Like, if you're a squirrel, how are you going to take on a bear? Well, that's why we put Dark Souls in there. Dude, it would just become Shadow you, of the Colossus. Now you know what you signed up for. Yeah, but think about it. It would be more, it would be like It'd be almost like Shadow of the Colossus, you know, where you'd have like this giant bear. You know. Well, not all the time though, because then then smaller stuffs like like angry grasshoppers, right? Those become like a legitimate threat. Yeah. So so it kind of it kind of evens out, and there's some stuff that's so big it's like it's like world ending tier, so you just avoid them like bears. I mean, if you're a squirrel, like, just a bear away. would be pretty world ending for you. I don't. Can you imagine like? I- a little mouse with like his little mouse sword, right? Like again, like Shadow of the Glosses style, like climbing up a bear, you know, know and like defeating be... a bear. Like the, it, it would be a good game. It would be adorable. <laughs> um, it would be Dark Souls. So then you get the the hardcore people in there. It, I mean, what I'm saying is, I've come up with the greatest game ever to have not been made yet. Well, yeah, no, and and there's more virtues than that because if it's you like, support our Patreon, we can make it happen. <laughs> It's like there's more virtues than <laughs> no just that, though, It's like not only would it be adorable and have like that difficulty element, but you know you could play off more than just Dark Souls, you know, because like there's that whole like nostalgia of like I I'm sure like other countries produce them too, but I know there's a lot of stuff coming out of the UK with like animal sort of like stuff, 
Uh, well, hold up. I already think of the pit. I mean, you guys might be too young for this. Here's how I would raise the money for the game. Think Homeward Bound meets Dark Souls. I was thinking Homeward a couple, like, other franchises. But, yeah, exactly. You know, there's all these, like, childhood sort of franchises with uh, little animal protagonists, mm-hmm. you know? Like, the Rescuers and stuff like that, you know? It would almost yeah, be like yeah. that, but, like, for grown-ups, you know? And so it would have that sort of nostalgia appeal as well. It, it it's legitimately a very interesting idea, I think. And, you know, give us money. So, now, um, so so there's that one, and then the monkey battle royale. Uh, someone said there should be no guns; they should throw poop. Um, God, you could make it very silly like that, but I, I think that might hurt its staying power. If that makes sense. Well, I mean, like that's gonna make it more of a internet game. Like it, I don't, I don't know. It's it would be a streamer game. What, it, it it would be a YouTube. It, it would it would be a stream game. It'd be more short lived. Um, yeah. There was um. I was trying to game. think of how each game kind of has their mechanic. I'm thinking with this one because like monkeys usually hang out. I don't know what they're called. Like like you have a murder of crows and a flock of geese. What's a gang of a, monkeys? Is I, it like is a, it a troop? I think it's a troop or a tribe or something like that. That could be one of the things. A lot of times people complain about squatting up in like things like Fortnite and this and that because it's unfair. This could be the aspect of the game. Like you have the option to when you come across other monkeys, you guys can decide in real time within that thing of like, okay, we're we're going to squat up. Are we going to form turn a troop? Into like, yeah, 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 form a troop. And if you form a troop, they can't take your weapons, this and that, unless you die by someone else. Then they get your weapons. So part of what would make it to where, if they run into you and they see you have like this big club or big stick, like okay, we don't know this guy, but he's got a big stick. We want him in our troop. Mm-hmm. And so that could be like the aspect of like getting your troop big, uh, bigger. So it's like co-op battle royale, but much bigger than just like three-man, four-man squads. Yeah, but I think you'd almost have to, you would have to have some sort of counter mechanic so that the meta didn't just become literally make the bigger troop and you know like quick troop up with everyone you see, right? You'd have to. <laughs> yeah. What what happens if if the troop is the whole? Wait, server? You know, here, here. Well, let it, me. It let depends me... on. It depends on the rounds. Like it could be first round gathering weapons, this and that. You know, like there's some other things you can do with it. Let, and like maybe everyone's game to be killed and this and that. Let me make a proposal, which is that you have, you know, let's say it's like a big, you know, 100 uh, person like battle royale, right? You have like 25 of them be like this species of monkeys, 25 of them be that species or whatever, right? And so they, you know, there's an, a max limit to how big a troop could be, you know? Mm-hmm. And then like they're going to run into people. You're never going to have like a full 25 at any given time. So they're, you know what I mean? You can have an interesting thing to where it's like a trust mechanic built into it to where it's not actually a given that you need to form up a troop, but you have that option to by just like giving a signal of this and that. And when you come across someone, it's like, wait, in other games, Battle Royale, you're just dead instantly. You're going to kill the other one. But in this one, it's like, wait, are we going to team up? We team it up? What are we doing here? You know? Mm-hmm. And that could uh, change it up element-wise. I think that would give that would make it more exciting for me, at least, of like, wait, there's a chance. We could kill each other right now, yes. Or we could team up and kill everyone else. Yeah. That that is a very uh, Daisy esque sort of thing, though. In inadvertently, someone's pointing out in the chat because there's that... always like the the kind of like, oh, is this guy gonna try and kill me? Are we gonna like stick together? Are we gonna clear this town? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Once you agree to like, tr- you know, troop up, or whatever, you can't kill each other until like the last round or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then you just turn on one another immediately. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So it'll be something like that, like. You'll have a last ring from, let's say, like last blood or something, and then you guys take out each other. Yeah, but it's got to be like I don't know, like what's like because something that would be OP for the monkeys would be bows and arrows, you know. Like so, I don't know what kind of <laughs> weapons you would give them. Actually, no, you could have it to where like they find like a old rusty rifle or something like that. Go Planet of the Apes. With Rise it. of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, yeah, yeah but like, well, like those would be like the max. Thinking, yeah. those would be like the max weapons, though. Like it's mostly going to be melee stuff, maybe weird different kind of sticks. So like you know, close up fighting, um, staff fighting, um, things like that. Maybe some bows and arrows type stuff on key places of the map. But then one person might get lucky and get that rifle that has like four bullets or something like that. You know, yeah, and then after yeah. you use the bullets, you can then use it as a melee weapon. 
and and to be fair, like there there are uh there have been guns in history that were literally designed so that they could be used as clubs afterwards, and I feel like the monkeys would work that out real quick, you know. <laughs> That's any gun if you're strong enough. Eh, yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> well, guns aren't that heavy, but I see what you're saying. Um you mean game mechanics? When you're, pick, when you're picking yeah. up an LMG and just whapping someone with it, you gotta be like, what, 10 feet tall? You just use yeah, it like I, a I just wasn't thinking of the monkeys having an LMG. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that was a weird uh, game idea that came from just the goose game. I was just thinking about games that have animals. Mm-hmm. We got, yeah, that, 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 we, was, we got a, that was a pretty interesting Souls, concept. And we got uh, Monkey Battle Royale. And I think there's a lot of other directions you could take that too, because just there's so many ways you can go with an animal protagonist. Or, or playing as animal, you know. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I, I would just have to say, though, I think, like, here's you, an... you know, it, when you play something like TF2 and you shoot someone with a rocket and they explode into giblets, it's all like, ah, oh, yeah, that's fun. You would never get away with being able to do that in a game. That would, that would just, whoo, no. You can't blow nobody, up Nobody would enjoy that. That would be horrible. Yeah. Um, he, does anyone mind if I throw well, out, like, a third uh, hypothetical that you could do with animals? Go on. Um, so... I don't know about you guys, but I, I feel like the whole, like, apocalypse, post-apocalypse thing, like, you know, there are some games that still pull it off well in some shows or whatever, but, you know, that's been, like, really big now for, like, several, several years, right? And personally, you know, the whole, like, world-ending apocalypse, you know, kind of, like, zombies or nukes or whatever, you know, some games do it well, some don't, but it's getting a little bit tired, right? But you could have a game where rather than playing as, like, humans, you know, like, the last humans that are, you know, like, really edging it out against the, like, mutants or zombies or whatever, right? You could play as, like, you know, animals, like, 2,000 years from now in, like, some little animal-based RPG. But, like, part of the, like, thing with that is that you could have, like, part of the world be, like, the ruins of humanity. So, like, you know, like, overgrown cities and stuff, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not aware of any game that does exactly that, you know? It'd be a really pretty aesthetic. You could do a lot with that, I'm just saying, you know? There's a lot of ways you could take it. It's it's funny, because the moment you um, said it was apocalyptic and it's like the aftermath and stuff, anytime with those ap- apocalyptic games, I want a game to where it lets me, like, I'm done with the apocalypse era. Like, can we build a new? Yeah. Can, can we make things better? Like, one of the things I wanted to do in Fallout is, like, can I paint this place? Can I put a new coat on here? Or does everything has have to stay dilapidated and stuff? No, that has to be the mods. But, yeah, yeah. no, I get what you're saying. Yeah. You know? But, like, yeah. again, it would just be an interesting twist if rather than playing as, the, you know, trying to, like, fight back for humanity. It's, it's you know, we're, we're past that. Animal That's survival. We, yeah, exactly. It's, like, the new yeah. thing. The world after us. <laughs> I think I think there was a game that actually, I, I think I think that game already exists. Oh, I was just thinking some of the boss battles could be when you do come across the humans that are left over that are trying to eat you. That's like those are the it. version of what is it, um, Deathclaw and and Fallout. Yeah, yeah. Like you you might come across Hungry this human. this mangy dog, this crazy cat, or this and that, you know. But you come across a human, you're like, oh shit, this guy's definitely gonna eat me instead of pet me. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of uh, things eating things, The Last Ooh. of Us Part Two. That was good. Has zombies? They like to eat people. Mm-hmm. Segways. I do them. Um, <laughs> Is that your catchphrase now? <laughs> yeah. Um, the game looks good. Have you guys seen the trailer? Yeah. No. If if the graphics stay the way that they look. In the trailer, this is going to be another one of them cinematic video game masterpieces. Kind of how, I don't know if you guys remember, when the first Last of Us came out, it like was a hit within 48 hours. Oh, it's one of the biggest biggest games on PS3, I think. Everyone was talking about it. Um, Like, just hands down, I heard no complaints, just like, guys, this is next level stuff. And then when you look at behind the scenes, like, they were treating it very much like a movie and everything. They weren't just, it, it was just as much as about the cinematics as it was the video game and the mechanics. Mm-hmm. Now, my concern is for the IP, because I don't want IPs to fail or anything. Um, 
I know one of the biggest things I heard about Last of Us was of the story behind it and like the whole fatherhood aspect of I legit heard people talk about how playing that game and having to take care of Ellie in the game made them actually want to take on responsibility of taking care of someone in real life. That's how good the storytelling was for them. Well, now it's flipped. And I don't know if you're going to look at it as like, well, you're Ellie now, so you're going to be taking care of the old man or what? Um, But from what I've heard, it's uh, the first one being about fatherhood, taking care of someone, taking care of your companion. The second one is going to be more about, um, I mean, uh, revenge and rage is the gist that I've heard in some of like the dev interviews. And I don't know if that's going to land the way that the first one did. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. th- there are some pretty good revenge movies and things like that, like Man on Fire is one that comes to mind. Yeah. But And there's the... Like, the I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts stuff? on it from what you've seen? I think that the a whole uh, story aspect in the first game is something that's not easy just to, to replicate. And uh, I don't know the, the the first game had such a such a good story. It was one of the few games that I watched a full playthrough of. Very few games do I do I do that with. It has to be something special. And the the way that the characters interacted, it it worked very well with the cinematic nature of the gameplay because it was a story that I was interested in. If if the story, I mean. If if they if they don't do something really good, I think it's not going to be a very a very noteworthy game. I, I think it's going to be just like a, like Cinderella two, you know, like a game that, that that's out there that people play and it's forgotten about, and then people go, wait, there was a second. I think that might be the perfect analogy for it because I mean, look, the first one was so good, and I remember when it was done, I was like, this is good. We can leave it on this. Like, keep us wondering, like. Did so-and-so survive? Did they make it? Are they alive still? Just leave it at that. Yeah. And, like, honestly, don't touch it. Um, and not just the shame about hits is they always get an unnecessary sequel because cash grab, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm worried about it in that sense. I mean, again, it looks great, though. And if anyone's heard me before on this, I'm the kind of person that if it looks good, even if the game is mediocre mechanics-wise, I will still stick it through to the end just because of it looks pretty. You know, mm-hmm. with this though, and this might be because I just recently caught up on all of the last seasons of The Walking Dead. It's, it's giving me kind of vibes like they're setting up a more of a The Walking Dead type world, in that you have like the big baddie group, and your group has got to take on the big baddie group. You know, um, we're obviously had some of that in the last game, like. You know, with the scientists and stuff doing their stuff. I don't want to get anything for spoilers for those who still haven't played it for whatever reason. But I don't know. I just don't know how. I don't know where they're going to get that magic from because from what I remember, it wasn't like, oh, this is just the best gameplay ever. I remember people having frustrations with the gameplay. But again, the story. I don't know. Maybe it just ends up in the delivery of the actors and stuff. Yeah. Like if it gets you pulled into her like you um can't remember that you're playing a game, like it, it's so good, like it's like a movie that you get to participate in kind of thing, then I think it'll do fine, but I don't know. It's tough. I feel like I feel like, you know, it sounds like with the first game, whatever the main story was, was almost just like a what really made it shine was that like interpersonal relationship between the characters and like getting invested in them. And when it comes to you know, a good revenge movie. That is one of the aspects of it is you do want the audience to be invested in the character, at least in my opinion. And like, you know, when they finally get their revenge, you know, you want them to be like, yeah, you know, so if they can like get you invested in that whole revenge narrative, you know, Hey, maybe, maybe it'll work. You know? Yeah. It's one of those things. If, I mean, I've seen the trailer and if you watch the trailer, I don't want to spoil it. Um, it's also kind of, stuff Twitch might not like us talking about, but um, they definitely imply a certain thing happens and uh, depends on how they rush that in the game. Like if we know nothing of these people and the motives and why they do what they do, 
Like, they're just like, boom, you're supposed to hate them, like, right now. Mm-hmm. This and that, you know? Then I'm like, okay, they rushed stuff for sure. Yeah. Um, we'll see, though. It, we'll see how it goes. It sounds uh, like someone asked um, when I was talking about The Walking Dead in the chat is there any sort of game kind of like Breaking Bad? I, I mean, you've already said GTA. Like, that sounds like that would be something like in uh, GTA, like a side mission or DLC or something. I feel, I feel like that's as Breaking Bad as I mean, yeah. there is there is kind of a difference there, though. Because, like, with GTA, well, yeah, I, I guess you're right, yeah. I can't think of anything in the... Like how you have crime movies, right? Yeah. I think that the crime genre video game is not very... Uh, well explored well, there's mafia yeah but you have mafia and then like what sleeping dogs and oh there's the hacker well, one and the thing with breaking bad like right what made it so great was um however like you had a it, it wasn't this great grand mafioso kind of movie um it wasn't until well i'm not gonna spoil it for anybody but uh it looked at it from such a different lens and humanize things in such a way, but then you get this larger than life figure over time. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely the Breaking Bad writing much better than anything you could get done with GTA. Oh, I, I thought GTA Five the the actual story. I thought it, you know the story mode was very well written personally. You know, I <laughs> well it's it's difficult to give players a choice and also humanize them because in my experience, players will just run people over with cars. So it's kind of well, jarring to see a character who's like a conflicted person when when you get to play them, you're just running over cars and blowing up buildings. That is called a yeah. ludo narrative dissonance. Personally, personally with GTA Five, I saved the running over people and stuff for the multiplayer, and I, <laughs> I I don't know, like when it came to the the you know main game where you're playing as characters, I tried to act like the personally, you know. So I, I, I would say well, that... In the tra- ultimate tradition in GTA is that eventually you get bored of the game and then the new challenge is to obey traffic laws. Yeah. But <laughs> no, like when it comes to GTA and, and the characters and that, I would say that um, Trevor was definitely like over the top, kind of like not a a in, you know lovable character in, in a sense, you know, like a, a you know, zany, you know, out there character, but not like brilliantly written. But I think the, the other two, I can't remember their names right now. Um, I think they were pretty well written, but definitely not on the level of Breaking Bad. Yeah. So, um. Well, funky, funky. Yes, I ran over pedestrians, but it, you know, like. We got them. You know, a game they need to bring back. Um, something that I feel is kind of Breaking Bad ish, as far as like the rise up story kind of thing, is um Driver. You guys may be too young for that game. Do you remember the game driver? No. No. I don't I don't I don't know that at all so, actually. Again, I'm gonna have to apologize again for making this analogy, but Driver was the Dark Souls of driving games. <laughs> because before you even get out of the first level, the tutorial, you have to master driving. Like you have to be a master driver before you even leave the parking lot, because that's the test. Is that you're a wheelman for the mafia, bank crime and all stuff. You're you're actually an undercover cop though. Um, and they have you do all these stunts and everything in the parking lot. And this is like PlayStation 1 controller games, so it was complex as all hell. Um, but by the time you're out of that parking lot, you were the dude that could get that bank heist, like you can get them out of Dodge in two minutes, you know? Um, you were that good. You're you're a baby driver. Yeah, you, you, you're a baby driver, essentially, yeah. And um, in that game, the reason why I bring it up, they actually had it to where you can't hit the people. Like, they were the fastest moving people. Everyone had situational awareness. You could try to jump the curb and hit them with your car, and they would just leap right out of your way. Maybe they should do that in GTA. I don't know. Personally, I found it sort of, like, not especially difficult to sort of almost separate the story from, from like, the, you know, just driving around. I almost, like... Random pedestrian death? Well... With that, it was it was it almost felt like it was like just an overworld to get from like point A to point B to do the missions mm-hmm. and stuff. You know, like I would personally was able to sort of separate the two and and look at the story separate from the you know lady talking on her cell phone who just wouldn't get out of the way. 
I, I think you're in the minority as far as people who play the game and don't just like, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go into the other lane of traffic. I'll hit some people. Well, no, I, I definitely did that. But, and you know, I, I, I feel like the story was pretty good, okay? I was able to separate the two out. Yeah, yeah, I, I get you. I get you. Don't, don't you worry. That, 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 is, that is overall, I mean, like, besides games that are very similar to GTA, like, I mean, you know, you Watch Dogs. Um, Watch Dogs, yeah, that's what I was trying to And say. And uh, I, I swear Sleeping Dogs was a, was a crime game, right? They, they had to be. Anyway, uh, they're, they're all very similar to that. I don't, I don't, I don't know. You have Payday, I guess, is, is, is a crime game that is different from that. Yeah. But I don't think anything will give you the Breaking Bad experience other than GTA V. I think, that, I think that's going to be my final stance on this. Thank you. It is, it is a for listening to my TED talk. <laughs> there you go. I was waiting on the TED talk. There, there is no. <laughs> um, there you go. Segway three, uh, which is <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa. Um, sorry, I got nothing. Now introducing guys. segways just no, by uh, calling them segways. This is Segway three. Uh, sure. <laughs> Apple Arcade. Um, Are there any mafia games on ju- Apple Arcade? <laughs> No, no, no. Um, so Apple Arcade, I've been playing it on uh, my iPad and iPhone. Uh, I, I will say this. The games that go into Apple Arcade seem to have more thought than some of the recent stuff that's come out that's not Apple Arcade. The Mario Kart Tour, for the love of God, no one download that. That is atrocious. The government needs to step in and shut Wait, them down. Wait, is that the like, mobile one that just came out? Yeah, Mario oh, Kart Tour shame. Mobile. That's oh a my shame. God. It's literally can, can someone it's, fill it's me in swipe on this? up or swipe left or right, and that's how you drive. Like you actually have no real control. Like it gets to a point, and I'm gonna bring this up here with the Apple Arcade stuff. Like we need to just start allowing controllers. Make your game to where you can have controllers that you can Bluetooth with. We all have Bluetooth controllers, PS4, this and that. Apple Arcade games they do that with a lot of their with a lot of their games, but something like Mario Kart. To where you're just driving with your thumb by moving it left or right, that's not fun at all. Yeah, Oof. I mean, like one of the okay, so the the generation of Mario Kart games that I have experience with is sort of um, it, it uh I think N sixty four uh uh DS and Wii right, and like part of the thing that made it definitely Wii and also the DS. I I remember the N sixty four one last. I think we only played Balloon Battle uh very much. Um, was the, like the sort of like finesse in the drifting and you know like exactly you know like there was a skill in it and I, I was always fairly good at the Mario Kart games uh, as a kid and so just to boil it down to swipe across the screen I'm just sort of like come on man you... there there are yeah, tilt it's... controls in phones I have like they can detect that you could have ah it wouldn't have been yeah, that it's, hard it's not very good that being said though with the Apple Arcade games I feel like they have been highly curated and I've been enjoying it. It's only five bucks a month. It's free for the first month and it's making me play. Now, mind you, I'm playing these games. It's going to be writing reviews on a lot of these for himself, but it's been interesting in that, um, games I would never play. Uh, I'm actually finding I like a lot and I kind of see their purpose of it. And some of them it's like, yes, this has to be on an iPad. Like you want, an iPad to play this, not a controller. But for those that need a controller, that you can actually sync your PS4 controller to these on Apple Arcade. There's not a lot of games like that, but they do exist on there. And I think if and I heard Xbox or Microsoft, I should say, was working on like an official controller to pair with iPhones and um, iPads and stuff. And if they could do that and like turn the iPad or iPhones into like little Nintendo switches. That'd be awesome. That'd be very interesting to see. Um, but I would expect them like they need to start pulling or porting full games over to work with those controllers. Because I think that'll happen once Microsoft does actually make an official controller to work with mm-hmm. Apple devices, then we'll, I mean, you just say, Hey, we're bringing Halo to the iPhone and then count the money. I mean, how, how are we envisioning this though? Cause like, <laughs> I could, I guess if it's an older game, you could probably emulate it fine on modern mm-hmm. phones. But like, 
any more modern game just isn't going to run on these phones, right? And at that point, you know, oh, you're, oh, contraire, it's it's crazy what you can do on these things now. Um, maybe like five years ago, just emulators, but now they have some of these things. Like I, I don't play them much, but like as far as like the graphical quality and everything, it's outstanding. I don't know what black voodoo they have going on there. Mm-hmm. But um, it's it's another level, but it's often limited by the whole control scheme of having to use some to slide or this and that. You know, like it's just horrible to play some of those games. Other ones work out just fine on an iPad. Like one little one I'm trying right now is uh, a symbol with care, I believe it's called. It's it's kind of just like a a meditative kind of puzzle game. And when I first played, I was like, man, this is one of those games I've stumbled across. It's like a game for kids. Because it's just this person who is, or let me see if I can get the, yeah, the better to more descriptive thing here. Um, okay, it's made by the people who made Monument Valley. That's why it's so polished. You guys have heard about Monument Valley, right? Uh, no. Uh, oh, well, that's okay, because you don't play mobile games. Um so an ant, you play as an antique restorer and you arrive to this new town you're like looking for work and stuff. So people start to bring their antiques and things for you to fix them. At first, it's a little simple stuff like, oh, just glue this together, glue that together. Look, it's simple. So again, I would think in this game is it's nothing really. Like I'm going to breeze through this because I'm an adult and I do complex things. I can figure out this little simple puzzle game. That was until I put something together and it didn't work. I was like, what? Why is this phone not ringing? You mean to tell me I can't solve this puzzle? And then after that, I had to fix a watch. And when I put the watch together, I had a piece that was still on the table. And hold up. Why do I have an extra piece? And so it was one of those, it was a good example of uh, kind of like don't judge a game by its cover kind of thing. Yeah. Because it's simple, minimalistic art style made me think, oh, this is a simple game for kids. It's like, no, this is really more of a mindfulness kind of meditation, ease, past the time kind of game. Mm-hmm. And because you're playing it on an iPad, when you're doing the little things of like grabbing the screwdriver and unscrewing the screws, you have that little that little twisting motion like you're actually turning the screw. And they have it to where, like one of the things was I took apart a Game Boy and fixed the wiring inside the Game Boy and then put it back together again. And so just that little... I mean, it's not very tactile because you can't really feel too much, but at least auto audio-wise, it, it's very high-quality audio. And so when you're, like, taking apart or taking out the cartridge of the Game Boy and everything, it all sounds very real and like you're there doing it. And so that's just one game, like little small game that I came across that's been very interesting so far as far as surprising me as keeping me engaged. And uh, there's been a bunch of other games that I've tried that n- none of them have made me think, like, why is this even on here? Like, oh, these are kind of like creme de la creme of games so far, as far as mobile games go. Mm. So, um, not sponsored, but if you were to have an iPad or iPhone, it wouldn't hurt to try out uh, um, Apple Arcade. Uh, it's, now, it's five what's, bucks. What's the appeal of it? Like, like what, what, is it, what does it offer you? Well... In For, in particular, is it just like a? I'm glad you asked. More games. I'm I'm glad you asked because some people like I know you two strike me as the kind of people that kind of stick to one game for a while and like that's it. I'm the kind of person that will bounce from game to game. So if you like to bounce from game to game or play a variety of genres, a subscription like this would work for you. Like Game Pass for Microsoft, Apple Arcade for Apple. Those are both five bucks right now, and I've tried both of them, and they seem to be going great. Uh, I would definitely Game Pass for sure. Get that like that like the government should hand that out to everyone. It's so awesome. Um, Apple Arcade though with the mobile thing, here's the thing. The reason why I bring up Apple Arcade is uh, look, it it's working out for me. I'm enjoying it. You guys and many other gamers really don't like the mobile games industry at all. The thing is, though, whatever works in mobile slowly makes its way into the rest of the gaming industry. 
So Game Pass, it's already doing its thing now on PC, right? Yeah. But if Apple Arcade hits it off, um, I think everything's going to go subscription like within three to four years. Just like all the other trends from mobile have come over. That, I, I don't know. I, I don't, like, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just don't like the idea of it, you know? Because I feel like it's going to end up like how streaming services went, you know? When Netflix first came out and, you know, it was first getting big, they had a lot of, like, good titles, right? And, you know, it was definitely 100% worth it. And now you go on Netflix and it's like, yeah, sure, there's the original series and the original movies, but, like, 90% of them are terrible, right? And then they have, like, 9,000 pounds of of just filler on there. And when they do have a good movie, it's only around for, like, 20 minutes and then it's gone. And then, like, there's Amazon Prime, like, that streaming. But, like, there's never, like, all the good movies you have to rent or buy. And I just, like... There's definitely eh. ups and downs with things like Netflix. But, again, with what I'm seeing, because anyone who's tried Game Pass knows, yo, this is a lot of value for just five bucks. Like, that's the sweet spot right there. Apple Arcade is coming in five bucks. And I think Google is actually doing something now. Google Play, I think that's also going to be five bucks. In a few years' time, if, like, what would make it okay for you guys to just be like, yeah, I'm okay with not owning my games. I'll just do subscription. This is kind of a continuance of what we talked about last week, where it might have to come to this if people are have the ability to just resell their games digitally. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking we're all going to get there much faster if something like this kicks off. Because right now I'm I'm seeing nothing but positive. I don't feedback. I don't know. From I'm Game Pass and um Apple Arcade. I think I think this is going to be a very similar similar uh, situation, just as Lucas said to the whole streaming services thing. It's going to be bloated, and then someone's going to say, "Remember when it was easy and you could buy a physical disc?" There we go. GameStop isn't dying anymore. Like, I think, Problem solved. I don't. I. What what the concept that worries me is almost like I about not uh like owning my games is you're right you know I do like to there are games that I keep coming back to every once in a while you know I play games for a long time there you know I'll go through a phase where like I play one game almost exclusively for you know like a couple months well not almost exclusively but you know what I mean but there are still games from like 20 like 12 that I occasionally fire up right yeah and I'm worried that the streaming services would drop them and then like what if it turns out Mm -hmm. like how how streaming has with movies where there are movies that you cannot there's nowhere mainstream that you can like rent or buy the movie without getting a physical copy right you can't buy it to stream so then if you want to stream it and not have a physical copy you have to like subscribe to some like weird smaller streaming service that's like exclusively yeah. like horror movies or whatever and i'm mm-hmm. like I, I don't ah you know so let me ask you this because ah, no. i and very, very for, like, physical, like I've said before, keep GameStop open as long as you can. Take the oil money that we give to oil companies and give them GameStop, keep them up, you know, and going for however long we need to. That's how much I like uh, physical copies of games. Mm-hmm. But I will say, though, like, the um, the rose-tinted glasses of cracking open that old game I did the other day for Xbox 360, and my God, it was like 15 minutes just to get the game loaded up because everything moved so slow. <laughs> and by the time Whoa. it was done, I was like, I don't even want to play this game now. Um, <laughs> and like the Xbox was loud as hell. Like I had a fan on the room and the Xbox was louder than the fan. And it was just ridiculous. And so it makes me think, like, I wonder when you say you might jump into like 2012 game, something like that, is that on your PC? Yeah. And yeah. I'm assuming that's digital. Yeah. And so... um I don't know, man. It's, I think the whole, we might've reached that point that, uh, I mean, I'm saying this as someone who's tried it recently, like the nostalgia for the physical games, it wasn't there. Like it was just frustration. And I think, I I think it's going to be more like access code kind of stuff, right? Where you put it in, it's the online code to download it. And then again, got it forever. I'm, I'm not, I'm not personally sitting there going, you know, hey guys, we need to go back to disc or this is going to lead us going back to disc. I'm more worried about not owning 
a game I like, you know, whether I'm playing yeah, it digitally I'm, or not. I'm with you. Because I'm worried about it getting taken off whatever streaming service because there's not enough mm-hmm. demand for it because it's too old, and then I have to stream, you know, like go for very, some niche uh, service and then eh, you know. And that's very true. And some people might be like, "Oh, that's a slippery slope." Like, da 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 da. Um, Discord Nitro, they had a service that I liked a lot. I mean, you get other perks with Discord, and then you had a big library of games. But they've said they're doing away with it because they straight up were like, look, people aren't really playing the games on here. And they're doing away with it like next month. And um, just like that, all those games that people were expected to play just are going to be gone. Mm -hmm. And like they even said, I can get a refund if I want. Like, no, I'd rather just play those games. Give me three more months, please. Paid for a year. God dang it. Um, but yeah, that definitely happens. So we'll see. Um, that being said, we will have to wrap it up this week. Uh, this this week's episode. Um, me and Luke are going to be bringing some in-depth discussion hopefully soon this uh, next coming week. We will be announcing that on Twitter for when those go live. So check that out. Otherwise, uh, you know, it's always a big help when you guys retweet this stuff or share it out on social media with your friends, or just anyone who you think might um, find us interesting, let let them know about us. And if there's any feedback you want to give us, always in the Discord is the best place you can reach us. And thanks for tuning in this time. Anybody got anything, any last words to say before we head off? Yeah, uh, if you missed part of the podcast, or you missed last week's episode, Last week's episode is now on YouTube. It is. Uh, YouTube.com slash Heavy Shelf, right? Yep. And that's our channel. So you can subscribe there to see whatever gets whatever gets uploaded there, which is going to be this podcast too. Yeah, and those are actually well, the HD audio versions. Discord kind of reduces the quality. Into, so Discord through Twitch, and then what you guys are hearing now, it's even better on the actual um, YouTube channel. So go check that out. And again... Give us some likes, some shares on that, and that helps out. It goes a long way. We're going to be bringing some more content for you here real soon this next week. Again, thanks for checking us out. See you next time.